Hello everyone and welcome to episode 46 of the NTS podcast. I made sure I said that correct. Um, I've kind of got like that muscle memory now of just whizzing through the UK League chat intro um, and I was really worried I'd mess it up so I, that's a good start that we didn't and obviously joined as ever by my co-host. Looking around uh, Lee, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, doesn't it? <laughs> it does look slightly different and I was worried that um, actually just obviously this is our first episode for the new season. I was a bit worried you might have like left me now that you've had kind of had that step up of being on the BBC and everything. I thought your ego might be a bit big and you know I'm glad that you came back so I can kind of bring you back down to earth. It's purely because of the U- UKL deal. That's it. It's, it's the only thing. <laughs> I would have gone, you know. I'm pretty sure, I've, I'm pretty sure XL already called me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, do you want to make a Well, you've XL got some podcast? you've got to get some like loyalty fees for being on that, haven't you? They've got to send you a monthly <laughs> check or something. Well, thank God Alex invited us on then. Um, well, obviously, like like you're saying, it's it's a change of scenery. We're streaming now at the UKEL. And um, yeah, all a bit different, all a bit new. New graphics and everything, kind of a big overhaul. So, you know, excited to get started. And what a better way to start than with a tier list as well. Just, you know, get, a, you know, probably a few people that haven't seen us before, maybe haven't watched an episode. And then we'll just, um, you know, maybe just piss them all off within the first hour and a half of them seeing us. Uh, maybe before we get quite stuck in, we'll just go through a little bit of news that's happened because there's you know, it's been a few weeks since we've done an episode now. And, and yeah, a few things happened since then. And one of them being with the UKEL, uh, with the return of Munster, which I'm pretty sure no one saw coming. I definitely didn't. I remember when, not, I, not when I saw the tweet of it, uh, I, I literally did a double take. I thought it was just a, a meme someone had done. And then I saw it was the real UKEL account. And I was like, what? What is going on? And then, yeah, it was obviously real and they've returned. What are your kind of thoughts on that? Because seeing that, it was kind of reassuring, really, because everyone, I think, had the view that seeing like a, a big sports team come in and get scammed, basically, would be quite a big turn off to others. And to see them kind of make the return and give it another go themselves, is, I think, quite reassuring that at least they believe in it and they see a future there, especially considering they have to start at the lowest level. I was... um. I was worried when I first saw the announcement, and this was pure like first impressions. I was like, "Oh no, have they not like learnt their lesson?" <laughs> and then I read it, and they specifically said, "No, we're going to do this on our own." And I was like, "You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad they've done that route. You know, because I'm mm-hmm. glad that they've actually learnt from this and been like, no, we're just going to do it ourselves. Like, we don't need. You know, it's it's not like you're taking over like a an LEC team or anything like. You don't kind of need to have this massive professional structure. You can create your own at this scene and at this level." And I, I agree. I think having them in the UKL is great. I think you can already tell by the reaction, I think, from the announcement tweet. Like, it, it got announced. The tweet was very, very popular anyway. Um, because I think people just enjoyed the fact that they have not only kind of gone back, come, come back to League of Legends and gone to League of Legends, but started at the bottom and are kind of, you know, working their way up. And there's obviously now we can kind of say it, feeling no longer going to be in the UKLC. Um, it's also nice to actually see then Fila not in the UK LC and then Munster in the UK EL because I, I, w- I would have thought that would be very weird if I'd sort feel feeling in the UK LC. The, the only um, kind of the only disappointment with that is like is it yeah, just imagine that storyline when Munster like win the UK EL playoffs end up in the promotion relegation against Phelan and knock him out of the UK LC. But so that's the kind of only unfortunate thing maybe that we won't see that happen. But um, yeah, definitely good news in and general. I think, I think. Well, other good news as well is is Bulldogs. Like I'm so happy to see Bulldogs go up. 
Um, obviously, with Beelan leaving, there was a spot available in the UK. I'll see it was between, I believe, Nerd Rage and, and Bulldogs. It was, and, mm-hmm. and Bulldogs came out victorious. And I'm really happy to see Bulldogs in. They're um, they're, they're an organisation where genuinely, if you follow British League of Legends esports, you know them. And again, they were another team which kind of like essentially kind of not they dropped off a little bit and i think now they're starting to rebuild themselves a little bit more in league of legends and it's good to see and it's good to see them stick with that and and work their way forward and so i I can't wait to see them in the uk i'll see definitely all right um with that then i think maybe we'll just crack on to the tier list otherwise we kind of spoke a bit off air but you know, maybe a bit worried we might take quite a long time as we usually do with the tier list. I think our last one, especially the full open that had so many teams, literally went for like two hours. So, um... um, so if anyone's not seen our tier list, what <laughs> what normally happens is we'll run through the NLC. We've this is our this must be our like fifth tier list. I think we've done maybe. Uh, we did, I think we did a couple of the UK LC and then we did the full open and then we've done uh, the NLC and I think this might be our like fifth or your fourth or fifth one. Um, what we'll do is we'll talk. We've done, I, I would say I've done the most research I've ever done ever in a podcast. Um, and I'll still... 20 I, minutes I research you, you did this time. <laughs> and I'll still, I swear to you, we'll get to a couple of teams and I'll be like, I have no idea who these guys are. Like, I, I, I tried. I tried to find clips. I've tried to find something. But obviously with, with the with the league the way it is, you know, it's, it's the joyous moment. We kind of have to still write our own narratives. And I love that because then I get a barrage situation. And if people don't know what a barrage situation is, it's when I say that a team isn't very good and absolutely proves me wrong because um, <laughs> I didn't know anything about them. I feel like there's going to be a couple of those. Um, yeah. So let's obviously start with the NLC podcast and let's then let's start with barrage. Yes, Lee? Hold like, on. Where are we putting barrage? Before that, we'll get ready. We'll do it. We're going to do a quick transition. This is the, oh. the higher level of, of broadcasting that we've got now with the UKEL. And hopefully this goes smoothly. Here we go. Oh, nice. Worked per- worked seamlessly. Did it, did it work okay? It yeah, worked it fine. Good. So what, because this is actually going to be a bit different to other tier lists as well, where before we've just had our own ones each. And what we're going to try and do is agree on one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, with Barrage then, if to get started, do you, do you want to go first on Barrage? Uh, yeah, so Barrage, we're going to be, to- we'll go through what the team is right now. So it's, it is Mummus, it is Divu, Random, Kievo, and Sefa, and then Serza as the coach. I am, obviously, we'll, we'll go through individual players a little bit, uh, but my overall take with Barrage is that I'm very happy with how this squad is. I, I think this is actually a really powerful and really strong squad. There are a couple, obviously, familiar names in there. Obviously, you look at Kievo, Sefa, and Mummus being two. Random is someone who I've heard of like quite recently around the scene as someone who's quite highly rated and, and highly regarded. The only probably one I'm a bit unsure of for me is Debu, but he looks like a player who at the level which he's been performing at has been performing very well and it's kind of like this time to step up mm-hmm. into kind of like a, a major region. So my overall thoughts with Barrage is actually it's really good, but uh, I don't know if you want to give some overall thoughts and then we'll go player by player because I've got some interesting things about some of these players. <laughs> I think they look pretty decent. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll say where I put them. Um, and, well, you can obviously see for those that are watching um, with a, a screen version, if you like. Um, we're doing S plus to D, which is, I think, usually what we do. I've got them in B, so roundabout in the middle. Should be in playoffs, I think. And I think it should be like fairly comfortably playoffs as well. Um, and, yeah, what, what do you reckon? 
I've got him in A, um, because right. Okay, so I'm, I want to go. Let's go through player by player, and then and then I'll tell you why. So, Mummus, yeah, Mummus is brilliant. I love Mummus. Mummus didn't have the greatest time in Nordovin. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. I think a lot of these players at Nordovin just didn't gel. Like there, there was the, that team should have been so much better, in my opinion, than what it actually was. And, it, and not even just the placing of which they were in the NLC, because they still made it into the playoffs, like which is probably what a lot of people were expecting anyway. It wasn't like they completely fell off, but when we saw them play, there wasn't that kind of same energy and that same hype as what I was expecting when reading the players off that list last split. But I think Mumes is like a very, very consistent player. He's a player where if he's on his game, he can be brilliant. You know, mm -hmm. we've seen it at Eminem. We've even seen it at like with, I think it was like Vivo Kiev in the Brazilian second tier. He got them promoted through that, and arguably should have probably played in the Brazilian first first tier at that point. Um, I I think that yeah, like I said, it's been a bit unfortunate for him, but I think with this team around him, I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think that Barrage has a good structure at kind of keeping players and getting the most out of the players, which they can do. Mm -hmm. they, they keep that kind of competitive structure. Um, what do you, Have you got anything else to say on Mummus? Not on Mummus. Um, maybe not as much of a fanboy as you. He's obviously a good... Yeah, oh, he's a very... He's a great player. <laughs> he, is a good, he is a really good player, yeah. And I'm you know, happy to see him um, still around the league. I suppose maybe the one that could be doing a bit of a step up from where they played last season, at least, is Debu in the jungle. So he was in the uh, the Belgian league, I think. And I'm pretty sure there's a few players that finished high up in the Belgian league that have been picked up by NLC teams. So it'd be kind of interesting to see if there is much of a, a sort of level disparity, how well they they do kind of coming into the NLC, which you would have considered a higher league. But um, yeah, generally, I'm pretty impressed with the roster. I think they'll do pretty well. Now comes think, the point... I think as well, oh, yeah, with, with Debu... I think what it's really interesting with Debu is the fact that, like, like you said, he, he's kind of had that time to kind of basically show. Uh, Sector One, they basically were the best. They were the best side in in that league, like a hundred percent. And obviously, you've kind of seen the like you we and like you said, we've got the likes of uh, PSV from uh, uh, from the Dutch league as well, and then we've got a couple of, like the Belgium league teams as well. Like, so the Belgium and the Dutch league have have kind of all been this like little scouting ground. Mm -hmm. It seems like this split because there's a lot of people. Um, who have kind of gone in. And, and like I said, though, with Kiev and Sefe, I think it's good to point out with Kiev and Sefe that uh, both of them were at uh, Ents, obviously, last split. Mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate situation that happened with Ents, who probably would have stayed at Ents, it seems yeah. like, maybe, if it was going to be like that. But I'm glad both of them got a, uh, got a team. They were consistently good. I, I would say that they were probably the, the best players at Ents, in my opinion, like Kiev especially. I think Kiev was great at Ents and kind of stepped up as a player. Um, or I would, you know, in fact, I would. I'm, I'm going to deny that. Actually, I'm going to say that he stepped up at Barrage and then kept that at Ents, mm -hmm. and then has now gone back to Barrage, where I feel like he's he's very happy to be there as well. He's got his he's got his uh, duo partner, and you've got to admit that right now, like having kind of a, a duo partner right now is is really important early on in the season. You kind of got that synergy already, and I do play that a little bit into it. The fact that I do think they are going to finish high because for me, a tier is you are guaranteed playoffs like you're not a playoff fighter for me this team should be guaranteed playoffs i look at that team and if random kind of lives up to the hype which he can do if debu you know can take that step up which a lot of people seem to think that he can mm -hmm. the other players for me are playoff players so that's why it's a for me so why are you saying b why are you lying to me i kind of say well it'll maybe make a bit more sense when we go to other teams i only had one team in a and i 
I couldn't quite see them on the same level as as this other team that we'll get onto. Um, I don't mind. I'll concede on this on this one because we'll have to we have to come to some sort of agreement on every team. So barrage. So basically, what you're saying is, Tom, when you're wrong on another, <laughs> the next one. Okay, fine. We'll I'm okay with it. Oh, let's also point out Serza as well. I think we mentioned yeah. it a little bit. Like Serza, great coach. Uh, they've got a great backroom staff, and so I think Barrage as a whole is is good when they have kind of the cogs which work with them, which is the playing team, and I think they've got that this split. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to touch on as well with the, like you said about Kevin and, and Sefa staying together, I I wonder whether it has any impact, like the whole item changes over preseason as well. It's obviously a huge change. There's going to be a lot of changes to balancing and everything, and with that, it could even be that you know, like existing synergies could be as you know as important as ever really when everything else is is a bit more sort of up in the air right now so um yeah especially the bot lane definitely looking out for barrage um and yeah a tier i don't mind that one i, I think they're a decent team you know i wasn't uh, more than happy to have them in there me happy we've got to keep through me happy <laughs> i i do i think they this is the is this the most confident i've been in barrage probably yeah i think it probably like, is yeah. yeah it's the best roster i've seen them have on paper at least since we've been following. Um, so yeah, there we go, A tier. Uh, let's move on then to BTXL. I think this is one we should agree on. I've got them in... X plus. Right? Yes, I've got them S plus. Yeah. <laughs> and is it a surprise for them to be in S plus? Literally their top laner just played at Worlds. Uh, how ridiculous is it? And obviously we'll get onto like the likes of Forbidden and, and stuff later on as well. How outrageous is it that Arome is not in the LAC? Like, and I've, I've heard someone say it was on some other kind of show i think i was listening to and the fact that like if if mad lions had not gone to worlds a rome and shadow would probably be in the lec still and it's like more or less just from struggling at worlds that for some reason no one's picked them up or um no sort of half decent team at least that they'd want to join pick them up but it's just crazy uh yeah well, i think the craziest thing is because i look at i look at finn for example and no hate mm-hmm. on finn but if you had to pick between Arome and Finn, if I'm like CLG and I'm picking a Western player, I'd pick Arome over Finn. I wouldn't go for Finn. I, for me, Arome is is actually a great top laner. And yes, he didn't perform well at Worlds. And yes, he might have been like the weaker player, uh, the weakest player probably in Mad Lions. But like, you're still the weakest player of a team which made it to to Worlds when you've got the likes mm-hmm. of, you know, Origin, uh, now Australis, who basically like, crumbled you had Schalke you know you had a lot of yeah and all of Origins players got on other teams as well (laughs) exactly so for me like Arome not being in the LEC is stupid and Arome kind of being in the NLC is just so so weird Mm -hmm. and it for me it I don't want to I hate obviously because I remember flashbacks are coming of when XL kind of had this um, idea of when they first came into the LEC and they're like we're going to do this 10 man roster you know and I'm like, is this is this kind of like saying that they're gonna do this mm. without actually saying it? Because Arome for me, like, if if Kaiser doesn't, um, if Cry, sorry, doesn't do yeah. very well, like, I could I'd clearly see Arome going up there. Kind of same with Macron as well. With a, a lot of these players, I could genuinely see replacements going in. Um, Arome obviously is a standout, but for me, I think you've got to look at the fact of Macroon though. I think Macroon. A lot of people are already saying that he's going to be a future LEC player. Well, I saw um, a lot of people saying that he, sh- he should have been ahead of Dan in the first place. So I disagree with that personally, mm-hmm. but like I-, I do think that he is kind of close to that level already. So 
um, normally when you replace uh, when you replace someone like Taxa, who is let's be honest, been absolutely brilliant in the NLC. There's not really been any problems with Taxa. So when you replace him with someone who have actually like actually no, I could see that. You know, we'll, we'll get it with Fnatic. There's a couple of Fnatic as well where I'm like, how have they let this guy go? And then suddenly this other player comes in. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I believe that obviously McCroon is great. Hattricks and Deadly, keeping them two, I think is crucial. I think that Hattricks was the best player at BTXL last split. I don't think he actually works too well with kind of what the, the special role, which I think he was going to be trying to integrate himself in. He, he felt like a little bit more of a different player. And I feel like that's why BTXL kind of didn't, perform as well i feel like they were still trying to play one style and you kind of had the players which didn't really need uh, fix the needs and deadly i think it'd be really good to see what he's like without kasing i think kasing probably should have or maybe could have stayed and i believe the only kind of downturn me, for me is, is out of him but all i'm hearing with with Ardivine is um that he's really good you know but i i all i i haven't seen him that much mm -hmm. and obviously when he was at big like he didn't perform less split that well but like a lot of people are saying that he's really good, and for me, like BTXL aren't going to pick up a person yeah. for me like a person who's second grade. So that's the only time the one I'm like Kasing Ardavin. I maybe would have gone for Kasing, but there is nothing that's stopping this team for me from like stomping the NLC. Mm. Genuinely, but to be fair, Kasing has gone to Movistar Riders, I think, hasn't he? With like yeah. Max Law, and it looks like a decent team there. So it may, it may be that he didn't want to stay, and they didn't have much choice anyway. Um, I'm also. We don't know how much he was on as well. Yeah, I think he was probably still on that kind of. LSU well, yeah, he joined as a star, didn't he? So contract, yeah. might not have made much sense. Uh, I was quite glad to see Swiffer there as well. Still, I think his contract was was for the two years, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, it's nice to give the coach a fair bit of time, let him kind of build his own side and and develop him. Uh, and I, I suppose you know, for all of them to be playing ultimately sort of under Young Buck too is is always going to be a draw for the players. So um, yeah, we'll see if he has any influence too. It's a really, it's a really strong squad. It's a really, okay. really strong squad. And I, I kind of expect them. I, I, I expect them to win the split. Like genuinely, I know Fnatic. Obviously, we're going to talk about Fnatic. I expect this side to win the split. For me, this is the best side in the NLC. When I'm looking at kind of all-round power, I look at this side and I'm like, if, if Ardavin or Ardavine, I can't. I don't know what his name is. I'm just, I would I'm guess Advien. What? Advien. I would have said. Advien. If, uh, if Advien <laughs> is, you know like as solid as what i think people a lot of people are saying then i think it's gonna be great and as long as deadly and if deadly and hatricks can keep up the performance that they were doing more so uh hatricks then yeah I, I can't see them doing anything that this is an eu masters winning team let alone an nlc winning team mm -hmm. and being honest yeah and i suppose that's that's the goal really and it should be for any academy team to be fair and we've kind of seen it every every split so far like both fanatic and xl always saying it they're always saying yeah, we're that's our aim. We're aiming for EU Masters, and I suppose like couldn't even argue with points for XL. They should worry about winning their own league first, which they you know struggled to do. Um, but this is kind of the time where it does genuinely look like both teams should you know that should be their aim. I think as well is that like both teams have clearly made that intention made because there have been widespread changes in mm -hmm. both of these teams. You know, even Fnatic made changes. Let's, let's be honest, like probably didn't need to make like if we're being honest like in terms of like they've obviously got a vision of of thinking about here are what players either we can sell off for a greater fee to other teams vice versa or you know what we can do is actually develop teams from underneath uh, and i feel like that kind of shows with both of these teams that there's these two options still available because Fnatic had a great squad already and yes they lost dan like but obviously they they did find a replacement in dan which i do think is is serviceable but 
I just think it shows kind of intent that both these sides are wanting to progress and be better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because EU Masters is the goal. Like, I think Fnatic want to win EU Masters, 100%. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, let's go on then to uh, Dusty, who um, you've obviously had your, your beef with Dusty in the past, Tom, of, you know, saying that they're not ambitious enough. And wh what do you make seeing this roster? Is there enough ambition for you? I think this is a, a pretty decent side, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I mean, I'm never going to doubt a godsend duo ever again. So obviously we've we've got the team is Flaxis, Legions, Hoys and Pedersen. Um, and we'll get into the coaching in a second because it's just ridiculous. Um, like, but I feel like Flaxish at Team Singularity, you look at Team Singularity and you look at the stats and you think, why is any Team Singularity player there? Like, I, I, for me, they were they were the worst team in the NLC yeah. overall last split. Um, arguably, people would say Eminem was worse, but I would say that with the changes Eminem made, I would have said that Team Singularity by that end were the worst team. And nearly got relegated. We can we 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 forget one game away, wasn't they? Own, it was three two. Yeah, yeah. they won three two to Kova, I believe it was. So, um, it was so close to them. Well, they might have actually eventually been in anyway with the way that things were working. But mm. they nearly were secured an NLC place. Flagstaff for me though was the shining light. I think of Team Singularity. I think if there was one player who I would keep in the NLC, it would have been Flagstaff. And mm -hmm. so I'm glad to see him get a chance. I do think it's a little bit of a stronger squad as well this time. Uh, you've got Chilm and Legions. I feel like they were they were consistent with Dusty. I don't think there was anything that I was like stand out with them, in my opinion. But I think it's good to kind of have that little core. I think they're they're a decent kind of uh, duo anyway, and I think that they'll they'll still do well. And like I said, Dusty did actually. They were a mid table side still at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They weren't someone who we ever thought was in threat of relegation. There was just no. I didn't feel like they would ever kind of push on to the playoffs. And then you've got Heusen Pedersen, who I believe had an unbelievable split in the NLC, actually, uh, especially considering the expectations that, you know, people had on Godsent, ourselves included, mm -hmm. at the bottom tier. Heusen Pedersen were one of the people to prove that. I think a lot of people will look at Seaboy and be like, he was the person which kind of drove that. And I do agree. So it could be a situation where maybe Heusen Pedersen aren't as good without Seaboy, who was literally a star. Um, but I do think that they're still going to be consistent. And, I, mm -hmm. and again, I, I really rate getting duos and bringing duos in together, especially early on in the split. I think it does help with uh, with kind of gaining kind of team trust and getting things yeah. together. So I've put them in C. Uh, I've, I've praised them, but I have put them in C. I do think that they're like a, a mid-table side. I still don't think they're pushing for playoffs this split. I, I had B, so maybe I'm being a bit... Well, we've we got... A, well, both of them... The, the teams we've been different on it's like the opposite way around it's not even like one of us is being harsh and one of us being nice um yeah i think they look pretty good and i think what you say about like existing synergies as well i think obviously a bot lane makes sense to stay together if you can and sort of that's probably one of the second most important ones after their bot lane is mid jungle obviously it has a lot of a lot of stuff they do together would be roams and so on so um yeah could look pretty decent i think i will I will I will agree with you in B purely because of the coaching staff. Um, so I do I would say C, but do you, have you seen the coaching staff league? I see what like Demb and Serenity. Obviously they've got Demb who was there. Yeah. Do you know who Serenity is? No. So Serenity is a nineteen year old uh, LCK challenger player 
he played for uh, Awesome Spear Academy uh, in the LCK Academy mm -hmm. last split. And he's just decided just to... Like, Dusty does this. They did it with Vagar. They had <laughs> Vagar in. And I was like, what? How have they got Vagar? He's, he's like, the TSM doing stuff apparently as well, weren't he? Without, like, yeah, Cloud9 now, isn't it? Yeah, so he's apparently he's taken some time off. He wants to kind of do a bit of coaching and then he's going to go back to professional play. But like, this is a guy who was playing in like LCK Academy. Like a Korean player in LCK Academy, 19 year old, and he's decided he's just going to help coach a team. I'm like, what a... What a, what a weird moment. That <laughs> well, when you say about as well, I think um, Dem was there last split with sort of coaching under Vigar, so <laughs> might have learned a thing or two from him as well. And um, yeah, good signs. And I think as well, if you're if you're like if you're Pedersen, and you and you've got kind of someone who's you know obviously very you know into like the Korean like challenger ladder and is into obviously the Korean ecosystem, even at academy level, you're going to learn a lot. Surely, I think. Even even from kind of more like a mentality standpoint in terms of like training, you know, like grafting and stuff like that, we, we've heard it all before, obviously. Like in Korean, like the culture of in Korea and, and similar in China, it's like a grind mentality and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and that could work for them. It could help them. It, uh, it's just such a weird... Yeah, I hope... I, I, I saw it uh, and I was like... Because it was like... He's, cause he, he saw, I saw that he was like South Korean. I was like, why is he... Why is he random south korean kind of in like the <laughs> nlc and then i realized yeah academy it was a i think it was at another academy team as well like bef before awesome spear but in insane so yeah I'll, I'll i'll push it up to b just because of that fair enough i've already put them in there so um yeah glad you agree <laughs> i can't see it <laughs> like, like yeah, I talk about, yeah i agree with you a <laughs> <laughs> like... yeah we'll see um Let's go on then to Fnatic Rising, shall we? And, you know, having spoken about... Well, there's, there's two layers to this. We're saying about how mad it is that Arome is in the NLC. Mm -hmm. It's obviously even madder to see Forbidden in the NLC. It's and what's, what's even madder, he's not even the most famous player that has been on Fnatic Rising. Obviously, now with Chibs. Chibs has got like a million followers on TikTok. <laughs> so imagine that, hit to Forbidden's ego, like... Double whammy, but yeah, it's just crazy no, to, to see him at I this do level. I disagree with you right off the bat there. Do I don't think Feb. I don't think Feb is. Uh, he's obviously a massive player, but I would say that Febbervin for me off the back, he's going to play a very similar role to what Kasing did for XL when when he went to academy. You know, mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that like, I think Febbervin is definitely a lot better of a player like at that point in his career than than Kasing, and that's no like that's no shade on Kasing. I think Kasing's still great. Um, but you look at a like for me, you can someone who literally just went to Worlds. I feel like a Rome is, is a True. better player, in my, in my opinion, than Febbervin. But what a what a person! It's the only person I'm actually like. Okay, they replaced Magic Felix with Febbervin. I can understand that because Magic Felix is insane. Um, I have a little bit of doubt still of Pride. Uh, so the teammates, I'll go through the team anyway. Pride, Maxi, Febbervin, Bean, and Rooks. I think it is, mm -hmm. is how you say his name, I think. Um, I still have a bit of doubts of Pride. They're not as bad as what they were like last split, because I think Pride actually really, really showed himself like in the NLC this uh, last year. I think it, um, so I'm not too bad, but I wonder if it's I wonder if it's just gonna be like a one and done kind of thing with Pride. I wanna see kind of more consistency from him. I wanna I wanted to see him continue to keep getting better. Mm -hmm. Maxi is another one I'm like Maxi was great with Sen with with Senkux and was great with Riddle. 
obviously we know though that Maxi and that kind of Riddle team was a group of friends. It was a group of friends which were kind of brought together and they wanted to all play together. And that did help. Like they were all unbelievable players. Let's not let's not forget that. They were all brilliant players and all deservedly where they were. But it'd be interesting to now see kind of Maxi back into what is more like a professional, you know, you're playing because not because you're a friend of someone, mm -hmm. because you're actually needed the best role you can. So you know, I want to see kind of how that kind of works. And I want to see how he works with Feathervin, because I do feel like he's a different type of mid laner than what Senkux is. I feel like Feathervin's going to be a little bit more kind of controlled and a little bit more relaxed, where Senkux was a, a little bit more aggressive, I felt, anyway. Um, Feathervin could probably still play that aggressive style anyway, if they do want to go that, so... I do have like a little bit of doubts with the with the playstyle. Bean and Bean and Rooks though, I think are going to be great. Um, I think that while Bean again was another one on big, uh, obviously ad hoc gaming as well. But again, I've heard that he's he's really really good. I don't watch like the the regional league in terms of Germany, so it's a bit. I don't I don't want to kind of say oh he's he's good at this person, good at this player, this player. I'm just kind of getting what I've basically asked of people, uh, and I think Rooks is is great. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think Rooks is a great support and. Um, as much as I love Bravado, probably is an upgrade from Bravado. I think Bravado's great, like I said, but Rooks is, Rooks is brilliant. And then to cap it all off, a little bow on top, you've got Kicks Coach coming in, you know? <laughs> so when you've got when you've got Kicks Coach coming in, who, let's be honest, yeah, is the person who is solely responsible for Poland having more seeds than the <laughs> EU Masters than the UK and the NLC. You know, like... This guy's a good coach. I, I really respect I really like him as a coach. I hate him because he made <laughs> Kick really good and took seeds off us. Because if Kick weren't good, we all know. Kick didn't finish in the finals of that one split. We would have had seeds. We would have definitely... Yeah, so now, they have, now he has to make it up to us by winning with Fnatic exactly. and get the seeds back. Yeah, win <laughs> That's it. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a well-rounded squad. I've put them in S. I haven't put them in S+. Plus. I think there's only one, which is BT. Really? Uh, yeah, I... I, I for me, I think BT is like stylistically and kind of all together. I think BT is a better team. When I mean by S and S plus, it's it's so minuscule. But I just look at kind of you've got LEC ready players already at BTXL, and I still think that Maxi kind of is going to I think get to that point, but still needs a little bit of time developing. Feathervin obviously can still probably play in the in the uh, in the LEC, but hasn't still had the greatest of time in recent memory through that anyway. Mm -hmm. But he still probably could play in that position. Pride, I'm not sure if he's like LEC ready. And then I've kind of got Rooks, uh, Rooks who I think he's probably the only one I'd be like, okay, I could see him jumping in. And then Bean, who I'm unsure of, where I looked at BT and I was like, damn, I could see them in that roster next week. So that's the reason why I put S plus an S, in my opinion. Fair enough. I suppose it's my turn to concede then if you took the last one. So I'll, I'll go with S as well. Um, I did think with, with Forbidden, just to go back to that, that it was kind of a similar thing like what you said with the Romain, where they're probably not thinking so much on, you know, Fnatic Rising's, well, how well he does with, with them. It's, it's something where you imagine it's like there's a good chance if Niski's not playing well for a few weeks, we're going to see Forbidden in the LEC. And, and I think a lot of people even said that when Niski was announced that they should have just put Forbidden there anyway. So I think maybe one of those like that. But then at the same time, if that is even the situation, that means Feberman's uh, got to be playing well for Fnatic Rising to you know, earn himself that chance. So hopefully we see him step up from, from where he hasn't maybe been at his best for the last couple of seasons. And yeah, it's a good chance for him to to kind of flex his muscles a bit, really, and, and show that he does belong back at that level. 
and I do think that Febovin is going to make every other player better. Yeah. For me, like, like from what I've like seen of Febovin anyway, he feels like a person who, you know, he's he's quite hands on. He, he seems quite vocal, and 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 let's be honest, he's used to kind of having just four kind of young up and coming players kind of around him. Anyway, that's basically what Misfits did to yeah. him for the past two years. So you know, I feel like he, I feel like he can do kind of that role and have that role in a team, and and I think you do need that in, um, like. For, for for an academy roster like you got to think this is you've still got to kind of develop these players like obviously you want to have the best players but you want to kind of make sure they develop even better and Fnatic have clearly thought by by having like a, an experienced head like Febovin in their team it's going to hopefully make the rest of the team better as, as well so definitely i'm really looking forward to it and and i could see them winning like like i said it's just I, I looked at that BT and I was like, I kind of just can't put them on the same level at this point. We'll see. I might be wrong. To be I fair, I, I think sorry. in my mind they were maybe a bit above XL, so we'll see who, who wins I at mean, the end to of the I should take into account that BT just don't win. The game, <laughs> do they? So I probably should put that in the caveat. That, yeah, let's see. You know, they are the better team, but they'll still, they'll still not win. <laughs> Like, they'll still, they'll, like, they'll go almost unbeaten up. the whole split up until the very moment they're one game away from winning the split, and then they'll just lose three games and lose it. Yeah, they'll like they'll like all die under Fnatic's Nexus to uh, Nexus to uh, Nexus like you know Nexus Nexus to it Nexus, <laughs> and then, I've just said Nexus so many times. They'll die under under Fnatic's Nexus with like one last team fight, and Fnatic will then three over them after that. Yeah, it'd be great. Hopefully not. Let's see. Anyway, let's uh. <laughs> Let's move on then, shall we? So next we'll go to Godsent. And Godsent is one where obviously last year we, uh, well, last bit we got them very wrong, as did most people, in fairness. Uh, and there was like question marks. <laughs> there, were, there were question marks last time about their their recruitment strategy as a whole, obviously just picking up like a, a qualified team for the, I think it was for the Danish league. And um, I have a feeling from what I could kind of gather uh, on, on Twitter, at least, that maybe things weren't, weren't quite so smooth this time either um because i remember seeing that mikma was was kind of given the role of building the roster um from what i guess like around him so i presumed that he would be playing and then he would they kind of gave him the choice to um to bring on the rest of the side and then i think he left that at some point so he tweeted them um i don't i don't remember exact reasons so i'm not you know don't take what i'm saying as a direct quote but he was like yeah basically said that he, he'd left that role and um, and wouldn't be doing the roster after, or wouldn't be with Godsent. Um, so I wonder if that whole change and everything maybe gave them a, a few hiccups with building the roster. Because this is what a bit of a tricky one. It's one where I'm not too, you know, not too clued up on a lot of these players. So I, you know, I don't want to be too harsh. Um, I've gone for C tier, just kind of given what I can gather of uh, at least the kind of levels that these guys have played at before. But it's so, one yeah. where I'm, you know, I'm. I'm kind of expecting it to be a roster of of summer <laughs> to uh, 2020 a little bit where that is, yeah that is so mean C putting C to it I agree I I see <laughs> uh, God said it is it is zombie I, I think he's a, I just put zombie he's not his full name but I just put zombie uh, indecision which right I am gonna say this probably the worst name for a jungler. Imagine yes, I have that in my notes as well. Indecision. Outrageous. <laughs> He's just setting himself up for it for the jokes, isn't he? It's yeah. A, uh, and then one. you've got uh, Silk, M Test, and Quick Timer. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? 
yes, I think we okay. just bugged out. It's All fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking and it looked like, a f yeah, a couple of players, I think it was Silk in particular, had not, from what I could tell, like barely had any competitive experience before. So that's one where I was thinking, you know, this could be the sort of hidden gem though. So this could be where our tier list falls apart. We, you know, we may know nothing about him and he may come in and like first or second game, just smash Febovan against Fnatic and then suddenly <laughs> everything's all upside down, isn't it? So so if in, uh, if in doubt, what I did mm -hmm. is um, if I couldn't find anything about them, I went on LOL pros. Um, so in LOL pros, he uh, peaked in challenger in season 10. Uh, right now, he's in the top 50 mid laners in Europe. He's currently master tier. So clearly a technical and skilled player. That's yeah. quite high, for, I would say, like uh, for an ERL level, especially in the NLC, considering we've got some players in like Diamond and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I think Silk obviously was ad hoc sub. Uh, Indecision was previously unique uh, in the Fall Open. Uh, young player, very young player. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't really, it feels like kind of a project in Decision. It's a bit weird to kind of see a project like this happen in the NLC, but he definitely feels like someone who they've brought in to hopefully develop a little bit. And it, and it reminds me a little bit of uh, Takeset when Singularity brought in Takeset as like a young player to try and build him up. Didn't really work that well for Team Singularity there, but I'm hoping that it, things can kind of change a little bit. The one which I'm actually really, really interested with is, is MTS and QuickTimer, both of them together. I think that as a duo is really, really interesting. Obviously, MTS was uh, unique in the Fall Open, so you still got kind of that synergy. I think a couple people, Zombie, yeah, Zombie, Indecision, and MTS were all competing in the Fall Open together. Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of synergy hopefully built there. But MTS before that was in Turkey with Galacticos. They finished fifth in TCL. Now, for anybody who knows, obviously... The Turkish league is so like one one year you could have like great talent, and then one year it could be a mess. So we don't even know what fifth kind of looks like <laughs> yeah. in the Turkish league because there's so much which kind of goes wrong in that league. And right at the same time, it, it's insane. Uh, but I, I think he's actually going to be a decent player, probably at an NLC level if he can consistently do well. And then you've got quick timer, and you know you talk about obviously Belgium and Dutch league. Mm -hmm. Like what, I can't say this. It, tongue twister lowland lions lowland lions say that five yeah, times really quick <laughs> right. lowland lions uh obviously previously ad hoc game and i think in 2018 it said uh he won that esl mineshaft which is different than the premier tour but it's still like a top tournament in the esl this is like 2018 and then he took like a two-year gap and then he came to lowland lions and smashed it with them so I, it felt like he he was on like a rise, kind of took a break for two years. I, I don't actually know why it could have been like education or something. Mm -hmm. Most likely it probably is. So he just decided just to take a break. And then he's gone into obviously the Belgian league, smashed it. And this feels like now it's kind of like, here's the step back up to like an, an your prop, I don't want to say a proper ERL, but like <laughs> a, a, top, a top tier ERL. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see how kind of them two do. The reason why I put C and not D um, because I feel like you could actually look at these players and they could be a D tier side, unfortunately, because there is just a lot of insecure in, in uncertainty with a couple of these players. Is I just feel like obviously you've got MTS, you've got Quick Timer, and I do feel like there's that little synergy, a little bit like a Godsent roster which we had last split, which could <laughs> actually help. Yeah. Um, I do think Indecision has got to prove himself though, and I think that's going to be really interesting mm -hmm. because obviously I believe. You're, you've talked about obviously the meta the jungler is so much more important i feel like in in this meta than what it has been kind of even in the past you know so 
I look at that and I think Indecision's got kind of a lot, a lot of pressure to be put on him if he wants to do well. I, I, I could see them doing okay though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was it's definitely the one where I was like hesitantly putting them fairly low and think, just thinking like, I just know I'm going to end up wrong. Kind of where, yeah, like exactly like with Godsent last year, where we just don't really know. Well, actually, with Godsent last year, we were more confident, I think, that they were going to be crap and then they weren't. So this one, I was kind of thinking. Yeah, that... because well, they were all they were all like they were all going to go into the challenge you seen in like <laughs> Denmark and stuff. And we were like, oh, of course, this team's not at least like. At least there was something where we were like, well, if they were if they were at a level where they would compete like that, then maybe they wouldn't be good enough. And we were we were completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, it's all Vendetta. And one thing it's we haven't mentioned. Vendetta. Well, one thing we haven't mentioned if, on the topic of coaches is um, just John as well, the old XL coach that was there with uh, with Fern Dog. I think this is, I'm pretty sure this is like his return to coaching after he was. I think he was doing like a videographer stuff with XL. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see him kind of stamp his mark on it as well and. Mm-hmm. That it could be for someone returning to coaching, it could even be maybe better to have a team like this where there's there are a few bit more sort of unheard of players or those that haven't played at a higher level where you can maybe mould them a bit more and, and maybe that kind of helps them actually get a, a decent identity and and start picking up some wins. We'll see. So yeah, I see. think as well. Like, oh, oh, let's go on to two. Yeah, I, I guess I guess you wanted to say we're going on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, what were you going to say? Because. I would say that these next two are definitely, in my opinion, in the zone of, yeah, I don't know a lot. <laughs> like, I felt like I didn't know a lot on on Godsent, but God damn, Granite and Cova. <laughs> like... Yeah, so um, so let's go to Granite then. Um, I've sort of gone for the same sort of tactic as I did in the full open, when uh, if I didn't know any players, I just kind of lumped them in D and then and we'll see how they do. So I've gone D tier for Granite, uh, and I don't think this one's even so far-fetched if you look at it there was i'm pretty sure um uh, so just to go through the roster so you've got top lane um Termoz, i hope i'm saying it right jungler galban mid sahira uh, adc mishigu and support dr chaos and for what i could work out galban sahira and mishigu have got like basically no experience on teams and then yeah. and i'm thinking like where what do i even go off of on this? <laughs> <laughs> so for us, who we don't have like we have some inside information and stuff, but like we we don't know if there's nothing available on these players. Like, and I I said this if in doubt, I went to low pros. I went to Sahira's low pro. I couldn't even find anything on low pro. <laughs> so it's like, so I'm really just out. I, yeah, because also it's like sometimes because I think a lot of the time we see people doing tier lists, it is like players that it, that are in the league or around the league, and they actually play against them in solo queue. And they've got an idea from that. We've literally yeah, we're no completely blind. <laughs> um, I've gone D tier. Have you been a bit nicer? Or no, I've gone D tier. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to read you because I've got a description for every player. Yeah. So okay. for, for Tamos, uh, I put uh, no idea about this player. In all honesty, looking at his stats, they didn't seem mega impressive. Not going to lie. Two point five nine KDA in the LFL Division Two which, in my opinion, doesn't seem great for an NLC-caliber player. So, yeah, that's I feel that's quite harsh, but it's it's the only thing I could really find. Like, for me, like, I'm, it might be the case, and we've, we've said this uh, time and time again, that you could still be a good player playing for a bad team. Um, so, obviously, unless you're, like, 
watching it. Unfortunately, I wasn't watching the the French Division too. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't think I should have been lack of dedication, to. Tom. <laughs> so like I could be wrong, but like if that's kind of like the caliber of players, and then mm-hmm. you've got like you said Galburn, who right now is D one on low pros, but did peak at Grandmaster, so it could be actually a really decent player. Uh, played in like the Greek League second division, I think it was most recently. Yeah, Sahira literally found nothing on him. Uh, I'd love people to tweet me to tell me a little bit about him. Actually, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, Misaku is um, currently master tier, peak grandmaster. He is top thirty-four in EU bot laners, though. Actually, right now in the season, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then Doctor Chaos was like played in like lower league teams in like the Swish divisions and stuff like that. It seems. Like again, like Master Tier peaks in Grandmaster. So it's like these could actually just be good players who they've just picked up because they're actually mechanically really good and you know could actually work out. But I how could we how could we put them above any other team who we mm. kind of at least know yeah. the quantity of? I think that's the problem. And we do have to open this out by saying it might not even be Granite's fault. And I hope these players do really well. It could be a godsend situation. Well, what what I kind of have presumed has happened and this is obviously speculation i guess that they had this team and then ents dropped out and then that's obviously when when granite got given the spot and i i presume that they either had this had this team or had most of it and at that point it was so late in the day as well that you know a lot of teams would have been would have been finished already and they probably didn't have much chance to to get other players or or they may even had contracts already signed up and well, written up and signed with these players and didn't have a choice even if they did want to make a last minute change yeah because granite was like the last team to kind of yeah. get the get the, the 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 actual like you go ahead in terms of going in you know they thought they were going to be playing in uh tellier again uh in all honesty so mm-hmm. the until about two weeks it, ago so. Uh, is it so so it could be so it's not it might not be the fault of the team it might not be the fault of the players and to be fair these players got the opportunity and that you know god sent had the opportunity when a lot of people were saying that they shouldn't have got it and look what god sent exactly so very much could be similar but for me how could we can't put them any any lower like i can't well we could put (laughs) any higher we choose not to but we can't put them any higher yeah (laughs) um i think that's fair enough i don't think uh, i don't think we're being too harsh anyway um, let's go on to the next one then, which is the other team that got given their spot, uh, which is Cove Esports. So they obviously came in after uh, Monster dropped out. Um, I've been a bit nicer with Cove. I'm going C tier, okay, because we we kind of saw them against well against Singularity last split. They were very close to to coming into the league in in the first place. So you could argue they were almost at an NLC level. Um, and I kind of give them props for not changing too much either. Uh, they were obviously another team, like we're saying, they got given the slot later on, so they may have also been building for um, the lower leagues. But I was quite happy to see that, yeah, they do sort of stick with three of the five at least, and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of happy to keep trying to build on that. And and that may may be the thing that kind of keeps them in the league and sees them push on from there and not just be sort of scrapping to stay in at the end of the day as well. Um, the, only, the two they did change, they brought in Outlandish and Proker. Um, mm-hmm. Not two people that I really know much about, so I can't really say if, if they've strengthened on what they had last time or not. It may be side raids or down raids, I'm not really too sure. But um, yeah, from what I saw of them against Singularity and thought they looked pretty decent and can only imagine they built on that since. 
Um, I, I think outlandish, obviously, uh, the most recent kind of thing which I saw was that he was with My Insanity in the Prime League. I believe it was, and he, he got relegated with them. But still, like, the Prime League, I feel like what we're seeing is we're actually seeing quite a few, like, kind of middle table relegation teams who have come to, like, the NLC from the Prime League. Because the Prime League is such a competitive league, in mm-hmm. my opinion, probably the strongest league. Um, out of all the ERL, so maybe till LFL what? this split, but probably before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, will. yeah, that's what I mean. So I would even say though, like you look at actually the Prime League overall. Though I still think if you go off strength by strength of each team, I still think the Prime League is is the top league. Um, so Outlandish obviously had has got that experience in like a, a Premier League, and so could do very well. Uh, Proker was uh, won the 2020 hit point winter which is like i think like the boltons kind of championship so he's still got a caliber of kind of winning the baltics obviously is a little bit of a lower region than the nlc but it's not it's not too much anyway and like you said you know they, they've kept uh T- tatue uh Shirney and tiara as well um from cova as well i believe is mm-hmm. yeah they've all remained with cova so i do think that actually this could be a squad which i've got wrong um, I have put them in D tier still because I still think that there actually might be a bit of a gap between the other teams. I don't think there actually is a, tie, a side which is um, weaker than what Team Singularity was last split. And so I actually look at that and I think because because I think everybody else is strengthened or a lot of them actually, a few of them are strengthened anyway, um, it might be a little bit more difficult for Cova this time around, even with the two new additions. I, I will concede, though, and I could put them in C tier for you because I do think that I could be wrong, especially having like, the three synergy, especially getting so close to getting promoted last split. Deservedly did you know did get to go in this split after the months that I feel like we've had this discussion before. It should have been them. Like I don't know why a UK team should have gone up. This team won Telia Masters, so they mm-hmm. deserve to kind of go up. And um, they were clearly on... A lot of these players were clearly on the cusp of being NLC players anyway. And so this is kind of their chance to get to show. So I will I will push it up to C, actually, if you if you want to. Yeah, we'll go C then. And the coach, man from Bulldogs, isn't it? They've got the, the coach, former Bulldogs coach. <laughs> you know, UKEL represent. And then uh, now suddenly got now got promoted, but yeah. UKL Castle Mid. Well That's done. How it goes. In the NLC. <laughs> Up the bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Let's uh let's go on on the topic of UK uh esports and UK teams then. Next up is M and M. Um You said you said you said UK, like you, I'm looking at the <laughs> In fact, in fact, can we just let's go through this now? I'm pretty sure we've named one UK player so far. <laughs> Have um, we? Even one? Yes, deadly. Oh right, yeah. He like they, they kind of. He's obviously got like the Spanish audience. I feel like he's kind of like a hybrid at this point, but <laughs> he's a he's, resident Spaniard, kind like. of. But um, yeah, we'll still take it. With you know, beggars can't be choosers with uh, with UK talent. Um, so yeah, going on to Eminem then. Uh, why don't you go first, Tom? I don't want to. I don't want to look. <laughs> okay. You go first. Just so go we have got uh, Bob Easter, uh, Raxit, Air. Blue forty five T Y as support and the ADC is Come Mi- on, Lee. Mihai Barros is my guess. Uh Mihai Barros, we'll we'll go with it. Um okay. Um I might have to look at my notes a little bit on this, so I do apologize. Go ahead. 
so but he's uh, Bobby Bobby <laughs> Bobbyster <laughs> is a Baltic player previously with a Suba who finished third in 2020 and Team Samp to finish fourth in spring. So you know, kind of again another one of the Baltic kind of players who you know has a little bit of experience playing in these you know kind of t- higher tier ERLs. Um, a little bit of an unknown entity for me because um, I don't really follow the Baltics. Uh, but going off these stats, when I, when I looked at it, he, he looked pretty good for Suba and Sugpi could be a good player for them, actually. It's, it's not someone who I, I don't think will be like a bad fit for the NLC as a whole. Uh, Raxi, former Team Thrill in the Dutch League so uh, and Pride with Poland as well. So again, got that kind of Polish... We're going to say this with Poland now. I feel like the issue with Poland is it's very, like, two, three teams. It's mainly two teams. So, mm-hmm. again, it's hard to kind of judge how seventh-place Polish team with pride kind of does. But I think Team Thrill, obviously, he did well with Team Thrill. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Dutch and Belgian League, and so I really actually like Raxi as a player. And I do think he is actually ready for the NLC, and I'm, I'm happy to see him take this kind of step up. Um, he's only 18 again, so he's another bit of a young player. Another player which I think could kind of learn, um, hopefully from the likes of Maxi, you know, uh, and Macaroon as well. So there's a lot of good junglers, I think, but we've also mm-hmm. got a lot of young junglers as well, which is really interesting. Um, I do think he's refined, he's ref- like refined himself, especially in like the Dutch league. I feel like he he wasn't really ready for the Polish scene in in that kind of top ERL, top ERL uh, kind of system. But I feel like. With Team Thriller, he kind of proved and he kind of refined himself a little bit more and became a little bit of a better player. So now I do think he's able to take that step up. Air, I love Air. Air, obviously, probably, he was at, let's be honest, the best team in probably Portugal at that point. Uh, they did win the the LP, uh, not the LPL, it's the LPL OL Grand <laughs> LP Final. Lol. However, yeah. he didn't compete at EU Masters because he only appeared for the Grand Finals. He actually never played for them in like the summer and in the spring. Uh, previous to that was at Unique and Enclave in the in the UKLC. So, you know, you got to appreciate that. I love that. I feel like, actually, when we saw so at Unique, he, I thought he was really good. I believe he played him in the in the fall. Um, this is the different player that we saw in Enclave mm-hmm. in the UKLC. When the, this is when the UKLC was like the top division. So I, I'm really actually happy to see kind of uh, develop as a player i think in portugal especially like i said he really developed i think he's actually going to come along a lot better and he's going to be a lot of a better player than what we saw at air um milia barros is probably the unknown entity for me kind of in the lower leagues it seems a lot uh currently again if in doubt lol pros currently <laughs> diamond one peaked at grandmaster last year uh i would say that he's probably the weakest link if i had to pick one Blue T45, we're nearly there, Lee, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, former gentleman gaming player. So, again, fourth in Poland in the playoffs. So, actually, really good split, I, I would say, in Poland as well. Um, M&M have faith to, to kind of, you know, commit to him a little bit more, which I feel is good. D1, currently Grandmaster. Uh, no, sorry, that was that was on that was on the other one. Uh, had a lot of experience competing in the Ultra Liga with uh, GG, Parity Esports, Diablo Chess. Uh, played for Bulldogs way back in 2018 as well in the Forge of Champions, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, so, after going through all that, C. <laughs> like... Got there in the end. God. This was one, yeah. I... You told me to go through it. This is what I have the most <laughs> notes on. Yeah, you've done a good job. Like, my, my, um, yeah, mine was not anywhere near as extensive as that. Mine was kind of like, well, really, Air is the only player I, I 
when I looked at this team, I was thinking like, no, I don't think I recognise any of those. And I was thinking, wait, Air, that name rings a bell. Yeah. And then that's when I looked, and it, we said like with Enclave, it was, it was that split where they were winless until the very last match. And I think Air even left like halfway through the split. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure from what I remember at that time, it was like one of the first teams he'd even been on. So he was like still quite a new player. And um, yeah, maybe just, you know, for a, a new player to go on that kind of winless run probably doesn't do your confidence too good. So um, I was kind of happy to see his name still floating around. And I had a look, had a look and saw that he's had obviously success since then. Um, won the Swedish league, I think it was. So, yeah, I it was one of those where I didn't really know of the players much. I'd not really seen any of them play except for Air, and obviously at that time was like you said, probably a different player than he is now. So I was going to have D tier, but you know, with with you doing probably more recently, with you doing minute monologue and then put the D tier. <laughs> well, I was going to I was going to concede, Tom. So with you obviously <laughs> haven't done the much better research on it. You know, I'm more than happy to go with that and i know i did research that doesn't mean it was any better like (laughs) you can't confirm that uh you could definitely not confirm if it was better research or not until they finish bottom at the in the split well i'm gonna go i'm gonna put them in c then anyway because i don't want to see a a uk team in in the lowest tier uh even if they don't have any uk players Um, i'm pretty sure there is there is one uk team and they're not from the uk (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we'll get onto them shortly don't worry um, but on the topic of UK players, though, the next team that we're going to does at least have one, and I'd argue it's, it's probably like maybe after Mumus, your second favourite, isn't it? So we've got. I, I think. Or... Uh, oh, it's like picking between children. <laughs> now, nah, right, so Nordavind, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep this short. Kerberos, Sharp, Ericsson, Chrisberg, Touch. It's an A tier team. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm just going to talk about Kerberos for a second, and then you, and then you could go through the other team. Yeah, obviously, former Diablos, Diablos star. You know, uh, won won the regular season. I don't think I don't think they won it overall, did they? No. But they made it to EU Masters, I believe, as well, which was good. Uh, Demise, the star of Demise, literally, Mister Mister. I will do anything. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> Demise were not that great. I think <laughs> if anybody can remember this in the UKLC, uh, this is again when it was the first tier. Demise were always the team which, like, teams would just beat, but Kerberos would not let them die. Kerberos would try so hard to keep them. I think it was one game against, like, BT, and this is when BT were, like, 18 and 0 and something like that. And BT were demolishing them in every other lane. Yet Kerberos was there. It was just like Yorick or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was destroying. I was like, to a point where I was like, right, Demise are definitely losing this, but is Kerberos going to win this? Like, if, it, if, if they had won that game, Demise wouldn't have won. It was Kerberos which won. Like, he would have had his own little record on the on the table. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, UOL, we have to point it out. I don't think he did as it, uh, bad. They're in I don't playoffs, think it bad they? at all. Yeah, they made it into playoffs. Uh, this is ULL, the sexy edition, which is the right <laughs> uh, so it's the German, it's the German uh, kind of feeder team from the Russian side. Um, I think they, they made it into playoffs. They did very well. I think ULL expected to do better, and I think that's why they've kind of changed their entire roster. But glad to see him kind of. I feel like this is the best kind of side we've seen him in, in the region, obviously, which we we report on, which we analyze. So. I'm glad to see him on like a strong side and I mm-hmm. want to see what he can do because, you know, at Diablos, he was very much the star there. At Demise, he was the star there. At UOL, I, I feel like he, he wasn't. 
you know, and, but, and maybe, you know, but that's a different region. It was a strong region as well. Like I said, it's the Prime League. And now he's he's got this kind of massive side at Nordobin. And I can't wait. Yeah, I think I'm buzzing to see him back. And especially the, at this time with the like the item changes and everything, and we, it might take a while to work out exactly what the meta's like. I'm just waiting for Kerberos to put out some sort of madness. Uh, uh, and who did Kerberos replace at Nordovend? Is the uh... <laughs> he's got big shoes to fill. It was Mummers. Uh, well, this decides it then. Shoes. Like Nordovend probably didn't do as well as they'd have hoped last split. So if they'd be better with Kerberos, maybe that settles the argument once and for all. No, but I'm going to say this now. Yeah, is that Mummers is a totally different player than I think you know this. Mummers is a totally different player than Kerberos, and maybe to be fair, this is the style that Nordovend are wanting to play. I'm looking at the team. It feels like it, it could be a very top, like heavy kind of uh, mm-hmm. your team anyway. Um, is there any other players which kind of point out to you? Obviously, you've got Ericsson and Chrisberg coming back yeah. as well, which is quite good. Well, one thing that that did st- stand out to me is the fact that they have they've not really got like a weak spot, especially in terms of uh, of the lanes. Like we talk, like obviously we're talking about Kerberos. Ericsson has shown over the last couple of splits he's you know definitely a, a strong mid laner at this level. Chrisberg was holding his own um last bit as well consistent i, I think yeah. i want to see more from chris Berg, though like i feel like chris Berg has, has been very consistent but th- i don't think he's been like a standout you know and i, I feel like uh, as an adc it's quite hard to kind of you, i feel like you need to stand out a little mm-hmm. bit more uh you obviously can be play more the supportive role but I just want to kind of see a little bit more from him. I do think he's good though, Chris Berg, and I'm glad he's staying. Yeah. Especially, I think, I'm pretty sure the meta right now is like, I think it's like the Kraken Slayer ADC item that's that's really strong. So it may be a bit more focused on the bot lane right now. So we maybe see over the first couple of weeks um, if if Nordvin do sort of play around that and and we'll kind of see his full strength um, show itself really. But yeah, this was a team where it looks like one that should be able to adapt fairly well. Like they, I think they could play around potentially any of the lanes the one thing, if they do, like if they are playing around bot lane, for example, how is Kerberos going to be playing uh, as like a more weak side top lane? I don't think that's something we've really seen him do in in Kerberos our leagues. To play weak side. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, the reason part of the reason I think we've not seen him do it is because, like, especially if you say like, on demise, he was like the only chance they had of winning a lot of games. So we've we've not seen him on a team where he's kind of had the need to do that. Whereas before, he's he's been like kind of had the team on his back especially at demise where it has to be played through him that's our only chance so um yeah i think it'll be pretty interesting to see how he plays on a team that might not necessarily play through top lane every game and, and they might not just give him the yorick and kale every other match um so yeah pretty pretty excited to see how that goes but yeah and, uh, one thing as well is uh touch i think is very interesting because this is kind of the first time that we've seen an academy kind of player been promoted from like not you know, it's not like a an LEC to a to an ERL. Like Touch, obviously, has been at Nordovin's academy. Um, obviously, performed very well. They made it into Telia Masters, didn't they? And there was that whole thing: is what if Nordovin win Telia Masters? <laughs> like, what what happens there with that spot? You know, and I think you know, Dreamhack might have been a little bit worried when they saw saw an academy team uh, go up there. But I think Touch does deserve to go up. I think he's actually been very consistent. He's a player which they clearly believe in and they've clearly give a shot to. And so I, you would also expect him and Chris Berg to have already been playing together with it being an academy, yeah. your know, kind of your main roster thing anyway. So hopefully there's some synergy there. I, I would think the only thing was, was Sharp. In the fall, I 
was very, very optimistic about how Sharp would do. I thought, oh, yeah, he was 10th on E-Monkeys. It's fine. You know, it's still the LVP, you know, or the SLO. So, but he really didn't do, I would say, the greatest for Viking in the, in the fall. But this is now, I would say, like his, his, his full kind of NLC debut, really, mm-hmm. or NLC opportunity, because this is kind of the time for him to show himself. Because I, I, I worry that if, if we see Viking sharp I'm, I'm a bit worried even though he wasn't bad he just wasn't great yeah um he's the only kind of weak spot i kind of see um that and maybe if touch is a bit out of depth yeah i think there probably would be like getting some of his first experience at this kind of level it may be a bit, it's you know a fair bit of pressure to be fair like being in a team where there's not really like like we're saying not a, particularly a weak lane anywhere so there's no there's no one that he's gonna have to be sort of like I don't know, like focusing elsewhere, to certain lanes to help them out or anything. It's, there's no one that's exactly going to drag him down. If you're in a team with competent laners in every lane, that's your chance to thrive really as a jungler and, and you can choose exactly how you want to play, where do you want to focus and and change game to game. So yeah, it's definitely his chance to show himself at this level. Um, a little bit more of a um, like um, a promotion a little bit as well is, is the coach Doric. Envision, UKLC, is obviously now coaching um, Nordvind was previously i believe at, at dig dig academy as well i looked at as well so because he's, he's an american coach so we've got kind of a little bit of an american coach wars now with serza and Dorok, <laughs> which is which is always interesting you know uh i'd love to i'd love to get him on and to kind of realize like why is he kind of coaching in the in the nlc as opposed to kind of you know dig academy and, and other kind of academy things so that's really interesting but yeah again nice to see kind of more different coaches coming up as well yeah. a couple of players as well actually we've seen kind of Maybe not the head coach, but are kind of taking that supporting coach staff as well, which mm-hmm. is always good. Because if there's been one thing which I think the like the UK scene and the the NLC scene team has done quite well, we've had good coaches. When I mean, you look at Pad, the main example, he's now uh, Mad Lions uh, assistant coach, isn't he? So mm-hmm. that's that's a big move. You know, I Hansen has has had success in the past. I believe he might. I think he's at Origins Academy or Astralis Academy now. Yeah. I think uh, no, is. Um... Either the academy, or I thought he might have even been like an assistant type thing as well. I'm not too, yeah, not 100 percent sure, so, but he's with Astralis, yeah. Um, one thing on on the the topic of Nordvind, assistant coach for Astralis. Ah, so yes, yeah. that means that's two big coaches who, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I feel like we've got a couple other coaches who are kind of on that way, um, which are which are quite good. Yeah, and before we move on from Nordvind as well, we'll just give a, a shout out to their their announcement as well. I thought that was quite creative. The of, I think it was Touch, wasn't it? Like doing like tinder on his phone to choose their players and and swiping right on the ones that they thought was should join i thought it was quite creative i sorry to have let down anyone that was looking forward to the roster announcement tier list again uh, it was so late for all of them though. exactly like, it was so it was late and, and we were do, arranging this whole move to to uk and our uh, uk EL and everything just wasn't the time um maybe next split we'll come back with it but um yeah i thought that that was a really good one that would have been up there in uh in in, in and amongst the s tiers um, let's move on then to Riddle to go kind of back to a team where maybe we don't know too much about, you know, a few other players. <laughs> the one that we do know, obviously, is Bravado, who, from, from what I could tell, because it, it seemed quite late that it was announced that he wouldn't be with Fnatic, and from some of the, the sort of murmurs that we heard, even I think people weren't too sure if he'd still be with them or not, maybe as a sub or something like that. He's obviously decided um, not to, which is fair enough. You know, if he was going to be a sub, then... Um, He's well within his rights to to make the move. Um, I don't really know much about the other players though. But I'm, to be fair, from what I could tell, I think it was 
bravado when at least when he like made his tweet saying that he was joining riddle he singled out um and i'm, I'm probably saying this wrong aura or ori yeah i, I thought it was or <laughs> like just just or <laughs> well i don't know which one to even go with i'm gonna go with aura that was my f my first instinct but he kind of singled him out saying like oh yeah really excited to play with him so that must be someone at least bravado sees as you know a strong player and Bravado himself is always really good. But I think one thing that they'll always have as well with Bravado is that edge in draft where the whole Tarek situation that he had with Fnatic where it was just literally a must ban. And if it wasn't banned, he would play it and they would always win. So even if the other players are picked up, maybe aren't... Well, you'd obviously say they're not at the level of uh, that he had with Fnatic, but even if they're players that could generally struggle at this level, they should always have that, that kind of trick up their sleeve really where they've got that... Um, kind of different thing to bring to the draft where it's everyone's gonna to have to prepare differently against them i think mm -hmm. yeah no i agree i think that the the, the trick up of uh riddles sleeve is is bravado isn't it it's kind of that it, it it's that unknown kind of we know that bravado's a great player I, I am if i'm being completely honest um bravado i would hope kind of maybe had a little bit of saying kind of how mm -hmm. his team was done uh if not it, I, I, he must obviously still believe that this team could do really well. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine him of not. I can imagine him maybe playing a baby being a player who would have kind of waited a little bit longer. But he, he clearly wants to play, and I appreciate the fact that he wants to play. I, I think Ori is going to be really, really good. Obviously, former Lowland Lions. I, like I said, I watched a little bit of kind of them. I think that he was really good. Clearly, is a step up. I really can't wait to see him in the NLC. I think him and Bravado. Um, if I'm being honest, just because of the lack of knowledge of the other three are the only reasons why I'm putting them in C tier. And That's not where I've got them as well, yeah. Um, I think, like, I've looked at Apples, and uh, have you seen Apples? It's really weird, because he's... So he was playing for playing Ducks, who were in the third division of Germany. I feel like he was just doing that as, like, a... Just, just because. Mm -hmm. Because he was a coach for Buzzkill in the TES. Like he was the coach when they made it to Telia Masters and stuff like that. So I'm like, the la well, I mean, to be fair, we may be a bit, bit of a shunned because the last time we saw a coach, like kind of transition, we saw it at, um, was it Shadow in M&M was like the strategic coach, didn't he? And he played support or something oh, like that. Oh, right, yeah. Didn't go very well, but I think this is a little bit better than that. <laughs> Slight so, different situation, I'd hope, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, so I'm like, I'm really interested of why he's kind of, Kind of how he's kind of gone into this team. Mm -hmm. he, he could actually be like a really good voice as well. I know, obviously, because he's done a lot of coaching, it could be that. Uh, Pavklin played in like the Greek league. Ketz, former My Sanity, we've already talked about that, got relegated in the Prime League. So it's a little bit like, you know, is, was he just kind of one of the bad players, one of the good players in a bad team? Mm -hmm. So it's the three of them are, are really unknown entities. But then I'm like, I look at Oren Bravado and I, I just really think that it's going to be good. And then you've got, uh, I think I think it's so it's S T X R M and I don't know how you would say that. <laughs> I usually those kind of names. I think the X is like replacing something else. But what is it replacing? Guess. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, Tom. <laughs> um, so he was he was Lowland Lions's coach. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's now taking this step up. We're seeing a lot of Lowlands Lionses, and I feel like it's really annoying because I, I I feel like we've got it perfectly each time though. So. I was practicing it beforehand. That's why. <laughs> uh, so I am, I'm curious, and I think maybe I'm a bit down because obviously the Riddle roster last split was ridiculous. 
You know, it was mm-hmm. a bunch of people who they got together. Um, well, it was the Barrage roster as well. Like, <laughs> um, and 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 I think they're aware that this probably is a little bit of a step down. But like you, like I said, you look at kind of that bot lane, and maybe this is something to build on. And mm-hmm. you could see that it's it's something potentially like that. But to get Bravado in, to get Aura in, and I don't I don't know about the other three. It's so weird. Yeah, from what we know, at least the parts that we we're aware of, they they look like they've yeah they're not like a bottom 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 side. Probably one that would would be hoping to nick a playoff place. I would expect. Um, so yeah, we'll see how they do them. I expect them to be like the dusty, if I'm yeah. being honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll, they'll probably finish like fifth. Or so. I don't think they're going to be like in relegation, but yeah. then again, I don't know. It could be. We'll see. Um, next, then let's move on to what uh, what isn't technically a UK team, but is what you're saying earlier is kind of the only UK you're team. Sure it's a UK team. <laughs> I think it's, it's definitely it's a UK. It's literally team. the UK team in in the NLC, and I think it was Prosfair who is their uh, support that said it best. So I think when they when their roster was announced, it quadrupled the number of UK players that were in the league. So uh, we're talking about Team Singularity, who for for those that haven't seen it, they've got um, Wazor in top lane, Nolte Jungle, Furoy. I think is is that right? Yes. No. Uh, yeah. Fury mid, Dragdar <laughs> ADC, Prosper support, um, and Turok Kiao uh, as the coaching staff as well, also sort of UK based. Um, well, firstly, obviously, we I think I could say for you as well, Tom, that we we're glad to see some UK players uh, yes. in the league. Without this roster, though, they might have literally just been deadly, or, you know, if one or two of these had made it onto other teams as well. Um, so yeah, firstly, very glad, uh, very glad to see we've actually got a few UK players at least, um, and it's kind of, I feel like maybe a bit of a, a bit of pressure on this side to prove that the UK talent can actually do it, and you know, because if, if this team crashes and burns, then what would be the the reason for teams to pick up this kind of UK talent? Because these are a few of the the better UK players, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Obviously, the three are uh, uh, Nolte, Dragdar, and Prosper. Prosper's a known entity. Like, we know that Prosper is very good. I think that, though, I mean, it's very good if we kind of get rid of the fact that he played for Nord of in Black, I think, in the in the, in yeah. the fall open. That was just, that was just wasn't good for, I think, anybody involved. Um, Prosper is a really, really good player. I, I think he's a great mechanical player. I do think he kind of does need a good team around him, and so it'll be interesting to see how he does with this side, because it's not, it's not Fnatic, let's be honest, you know, and, and it, it's maybe in terms of maybe even skill level, it's not even probably like Envision, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit lower than that, if I'm being honest. Uh, Dragdar, it's, I mean, was sponsored, well, presented by the UK EL. Dragdar, <laughs> obviously, you should, everybody who watches the UK EL should know him, you know, Resolve got promoted with them, mm-hmm. you know, made it to the UK LC with them, you know, obviously not competing with them in the UK LC because he's, he's got the massive step up straight up to the NLC, yeah. which is, it's good to see it from a from a british standpoint it's really good to see i can imagine like a couple other people if we had like a if we had like a nord a nordic equivalent of us two i feel like they might be a bit like how kind of thing <laughs> it, you, know, you look at kind of like third division to first division mm-hmm. you think that how is he kind of jumped that far but i'm really happy to see him obviously he's we've seen him prior with demise with you know hybrid as well uh, he's developed a lot since Demise. We were talking about kind of Demise like before with like Kerberos and stuff like that. I don't think he was, I, I don't know if he was on the same he, roster as that. I think he was just the year before. No, I think I think he was, it, but it was when 
it was when they were, their team was struggling. They like chopped and changed it. They had like him and Rabstar playing at one point, who were both well, ADCs. Dragdar, but... When he was playing demise, Dragdar was playing support. I remember. <laughs> so exactly. now he's an ADC. He's in actually his proper position. Mm -hmm. um, he was playing the same time that Fafuri was playing with demise as well. So that's a little bit interesting to see them both uh, in the same team together, both from demise. Uh, Fafuri, PSV Esports. Uh, I actually rate him as a player again. Another player, I think, um, this whole squad for me feels like players who have who have developed a little bit, and then you've kind of got Nolte and Prosvo, who are kind of the known entities. Wizar tricked last year. Um, I think Wizar. I thought Wizar was actually great. Yeah, like, top I'm surprised first to game. not see him tricked. What? Is he a top first game? Wasn't it like so? You know, yeah. he's not he's not afraid to pull no, out something weird either. Yeah. I think I'm really happy to see him in. I think he's a great player. I think Tricks as a whole, actually all of their players did really well. Glad mm -hmm. to see him in. I'm I'm optimistic about this squad. Is it because it's just three British players? <laughs> I think it might play like, a part, yeah, but but I'd say I am too. Whereabouts are you gonna put them? Where did you put them? I'm interested. I've got them B tier. I've got them B tier. I thought I was being too high, but we might we may genuinely be too high here, actually. <laughs> but uh I like, Prosper's a great player mechanically. Mm -hmm. uh, Nolte didn't have the greatest time at Nordovin. I think we, we can be honest. He wasn't. He wasn't, if we're being honest. And uh, I'm going to be completely transparent with people here. If you had told me that there was going to be a UK jungler, or only one kind of UK jungler coming in, wouldn't have thought it was Nolte. I would have mm -hmm. thought it was soft. Um, it, just going off performances. But Nolte's got his chance. Nolte's got the opportunity, and I'm glad to see him still get it. I do rate him still as a player. Yeah. Um, I, I do think I think they'll make playoffs. I actually do think they'll make playoffs. I just think maybe I'm being a bit too optimistic about the UK lads, but we need to do it for the UK. Exactly. It needs to happen. No, I think I think it looks a decent team. Like this, I think maybe the one that you might question a bit is is maybe dragged. Obviously, that is quite a step up. But then, seeing as he's playing with Prosper, you imagine Prosper has put his trust in him, and Prosper is obviously a really good player. So, um, yeah, quite optimistic. I think they'll do all right. And uh, we have to be optimistic with it being like the only team with all the UK talent. We have to be optimistic as the, the UK representatives. Oh, uh, by the way, Random, on I don't know when this was, but Random said on, on Twitch, uh, when are we doing a player tier list? And I, I replied to that Random and said, we are currently like an hour and a half into this team <laughs> tier list. If we did a player one, God, it would take... <laughs> We'd be at this time tomorrow, I think. So um, unfortunately so <laughs> Um Let's let's crack on then, so we don't. I might do one on Twitter though. I, I genuinely might do one on Twitter. That'd be, I think that'd be fun. Go for it. Follow NT Six Podcast Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we've got one team left then after that, which is Tricked, uh, which mentioned they obviously did really well last split, and that was under Pad's guidance. Um, they haven't kind of kept the the Pad squad together, which is fair enough. But they the I think it's broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think Achu has stuck with them i think is he the only one that was there last time still so they've got yeah it's only a chain yeah. they've got top lane uh nilla uh jungle flipper mid Paulson, adc a chew support baloo um, you love the fact that it's a chew baloo like that's <laughs> that's the bot lane very good you know, and just chew baloo to be <laughs> fair with uh, with losing pad as the coach obviously maybe a bit more worry that he was obviously one of the better coaches in the league you'd have to say they've replaced him with a you know more than capable coach um, with Vandetto, so this is the one where I definitely didn't want to you know undersell these guys. With obviously most of them 
played in the NLC last bit anyway, and they all looked fairly decent. Um, Baloo is a player I've not really seen much of. Um, and also, I th- from what I can see, he maybe hasn't played much in general. And I did the the LOL pros trick, and I don't think he was... From what I remember, his peak, I don't think it was particularly high. I didn't know exactly where it was, but I remember not not thinking it was too high for like a rookie that, that maybe has that mechanical skill to come in. But um, yeah, definitely with Van Detto, it's shown that he's probably one of the better coaches in the league. I wouldn't be surprised even he's, you know, kind of the next pad really to, to maybe make that jump up at some point soon. I think Van Detto, I put on my notes for Van Detto in all caps, Look what he did with Godsend. Exactly. So, like, I think that kind of he's a good. I think he's a really, really good player. I think on the balloon note, um, the one obviously of note is unique. Uh, very close to the NLC promotion tournament with unique. So he he was there and thereabouts in kind of around that Tellier uh, like sphere this mm-hmm. year. So so he could be a player where people maybe have looked at him and thought he deserves kind of a chance to step up because. If, let's be honest. When you finish like in the semi-finals of the of the NLC promotion tournament, you're in, uh, not the semi-finals, the NLC semi-finals of Telia Masters. Like, where do you kind of go f- from there if you don't go into the NLC? You kind mm-hmm. of just saying go into the same place you are. So maybe they thought he was good enough to go up. Uh, the only one I'm a bit iffy with is Paulson. Uh, obviously, Dusty. A lot of these players for me kind of feel like they were really good or solid for their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Paulson was more on like the solid. I don't think he ever did anything great. Never really did anything stand out, but was never like the reason why they lost. Same with kind of uh, with now. I think Flipper was really good for, for Barrage. I'm really happy to see him kind of get a chance again. And then you've got a chew. For me, like if if you're smart, you you kind of focus a chew. A chew had a like the development that that player has had in like the last like two years has been remarkable from the player which he was to the player which he is now. I think he's so much better, and I think that he could kind of challenge a lot of other ADCs in in this uh, a lot of ADCs they split, and I think that's going to be really interesting to see how he goes. So focus on him, and like I said, it looks like they have done. They've just got solid players around him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I've gone for B, yeah, because I, I do think that like I said, like you've got kind of like the star, which I think you could have in a two, and then like the solid like foundations around yeah. him for it. A for me, I think you need a couple of stars in there. I don't think they've got that, but I I think if tricks get you know anywhere near the playoffs again, I think they'll be happy. You know? Yeah, definitely. I had them in uh, in B as well, so nice to to finish with an agreement. Um, but yeah, like you say, true is especially someone that's been a kind of around the UK leagues when before the the whole merger as well, and like you say, it's just kind of come on strength to strength every split. Just don't give him Ezreal. Um, is the the advice I'd give to every other team because that that felt like on trick like every time he got it they just he just smashed people with it. Um, so we'll kind of see how he does. I think saying saying like that where we talked earlier about a little bit about what the meta could be from what I can remember on the the first few games we've seen in different leagues. I don't think Ezri was like a big pick right now, so that could be the one thing where we'll see if Achu can kind of broaden Ezreal's that a bit a big more. Pick. Why have we got Barrage so high? Like that's Kevo's like. <laughs> only oh, maybe I'm to... maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Actually, I think I'm. I'm getting a true mix up with Kevo with with the whole Ezreal oh, thing. Kevo Never mind. The Ezreal. Yeah. yeah. In the in the fantasy NLC, they they said if they don't play this champion, you could play the other champion. And I'm like, oh, Kevo's not going to play another champion. So I wish <laughs> I could have just stuck with. Yeah, no, he's going to play Ezreal. I, I I love him on Ezreal though. Never stop. Exactly. Never stop playing Ezreal. He'll make it, Matt. I don't worry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was kind of it. My thoughts on Trick. Like like we said, they 
it's one where they've yeah they've all shown that they're they're okay at this level like you say ones like Paulson and um and I think Nila as well I don't think Ents were in playoffs if I remember off the top of my head so they'll, they'll be the ones that kind of I suppose look to build on what what they showed um in summer and then again Flipper and Achu as well kind of build on it too and um I'm looking at the table now on the on the Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I feel like, right, I, I, let's be honest. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those where when we post it on Twitter, I feel like there might be a little bit of backlash. <laughs> on which team? It looks, it looks very bottom heavy. But I don't, but it's, for me, I don't think it's as bottom heavy as I think it's what it looks like. To be fair, I don't, like, I me, think. E tier is, is like competing for playoffs. So for what we're saying is that we've got, what, seven, one, two, three, four, five, seven teams, you know, who are like at least a playoff kind of, you know, competing for playoff standard of team. Yeah. You know, like I like C is like you're probably either fighting for relegation or fifth, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're, I don't think we're too bad. Um, I, I don't think we're, we're massively bad. Uh, is there any changes though you want to make? I don't think so. I'll show you. It would have looked a bit silly if we'd gone to completely with mine. So I would have had Fnatic as the S plus, and I actually had no one in in S tier after that, which might have shown <laughs> a, a bit of a golf. But so you know, I'm more than happy to even things out a bit. But I think it kind of goes with the the sort of general um, thoughts that people had. What what we heard a lot of times through the off season and, and what people said uh, on Twitter and so on was was maybe a bit of a downgrade in the overall level of of talent we've all seen we've seen a lot of players go to like the italian league because they think because they see it as a better chance to get to EU masters um and i think a lot of it stems from that seeding which obviously we've we've talked about um a lot of different times and i'm not too surprised to see that to be fair you know especially with the teams that excel and fanatic have put together if you're someone that's main goal is to go to e-masters it's maybe not the league for them to be in with with those rosters at the moment so i don't think it's usually harsh to say that the rest of the teams are maybe a bit bunched lower down but then at the same time there's only one of the academy teams in each group so all the rest of the sides you know should still have a decent fight with each other and hopefully still give us some decent games you know and i think as well is that like a lot of teams have kind of gone for younger players which i actually really appreciate they've given a lot of players who have either kind of uh like had their chance kind of developed a little bit more in the lower leagues and come back up Mm-hmm. and kind of give them players a little bit more of a chance or they give players who like you know like touch for example who's got promoted from Northern Dragdar for example who's kind of worked his way up the the UK kind of scene a little bit more uh, indecision you know there's there's a few like young really young players kind of coming into this league who could potentially prove us all wrong and you know if we did ever did which we were not going to do because it would take even longer if we did like a mid-season kind of review of this tier list i feel like we would be wrong on a couple of these because i do think that some of these players are going to perform better than what we expect them to but just off the level that we've seen right now we can't judge that yeah i think um yeah i don't think we've obviously there's always going to be one or two teams that that everyone gets wrong to be fair so you know i'm I'm more than welcome to to be wrong on on as many of them as as i am (laughs) we have to be um so yeah i'm excited to see it get started and before we we start to finish up then let's go through a few predictions for the first week obviously everyone you know the favorite part of of the week i think every time is doing the predictions and seeing how wrong we get with that now, the, i mean the tier list we can only be wrong once a little bit more we'd normally be a little bit more detailed with the 
with the uh, prediction, yeah. considering we've talked for a long time already. Yes. We kind of talked about the teams while we're doing it, so we're going to be a little bit more short and, short and sharp. Yeah, especially than, with than the first we week, like, what more can you do other than just predict whichever team you had higher in your tier list? So I feel like that's kind of the main thing you do. So I we... feel like stylistic can also help. Like, if yeah. you think that one team stylistically matches someone as well, but that's also guessing, so... Mm -hmm. Let's let's jump into it because I am am I I'm the current tier list uh, I'm the current predictions champion am I no did I not win it <laughs> it was the guests that beat us both so oh, yeah now is our chance I to was so much as well last split <laughs> I remember overconfidence and and it was when you I... got I think it was I have a feeling spring maybe did you win when you when you pulled out the fanatic reverse sweep in the final no no that that made me that made me not go last oh right. <laughs> I think I that was <laughs> never mind then well let's uh let's jump into it then so the first game to start off the new season then is xl against nordavind i had xl massive. massive i have xl but that's a massive game that's genuinely a game i know we said but we're not going to talk about too much but i'm going to talk about this one now like that is one of those games where it could change every single tier list mm -hmm. like if nordavind smash bt then you're like oh Okay, <laughs> are they S plus in my opinion if they lose to Nordovin? Probably not, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I know that's obviously an overreaction, but like that could genuinely be what, what could happen. I, I think BT are going to win that. So it's, it's a tough game for Nordovin to start with, though, yeah. unfortunately. But um, I suppose it's one where, you know, if you they've got to play XL twice, you may as well get one of them out of the way in the first week. And I'd imagine, I'd say probably every game after that, they should be, they'd be favourites for, really. We've, we've put them in A tier. And the only team above them is XL Fnatic. So, you know, I I think for them, a good chance to show, yeah, what they're capable of really and, and put up a decent performance and show that they should maybe be up that, on that level. So we'll see. Um, the next game after that is Tricked against Dusty. I had Tricked. Um, this was one, I think, one of the ones where we've kind of got them in the same tier. So it could be a bit of a, a, bit of a more difficult one uh, to call at the moment until, like we say, we've seen them play in a few games. What are your thoughts? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Dusty. Never, never, never doubt the God sent duo. <laughs> uh, and I was incredibly harsh on Dusty last. Yeah, time, but then so tricked have got Vandetto. So what? Ah, uh, but oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like Kryptonite. No, we'll go for Dusty. I, I right. think Dusty actually might win this one. Um, I think they have a lot more synergy coming into this game than I think what Tricks could, mm -hmm. which could actually be very pivotable right at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then after that, we've got Godsent against Granite. I've got Godsent, obviously Granite being the only team that we put in D tier. So uh, yeah, that was that. Pretty, yeah, pretty I have Godsent. This again could be a could be a Godsent situation. You know, where like when it was Godsent versus Team Singularity, and then it was like Riddle, uh, wasn't like, it? That they beat in like one of the, the oh, first yeah, they weeks. beat in the first game or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So After Riddle be, be XL. Be yeah, me too. And then we've got Fnatic against Barrage. Um, I'm going Fnatic. Obviously, again, being the only, like, the highest team in their group that we, in terms of our rankings. Ah. Uh... Uh -oh. I'm gonna I, no, I'm gonna go for now, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, imagine if Everton lost his first game. <laughs> like, just imagine. No, I think. Um, oh, I think it's good to know as well. Um, there are more games yeah. in the NLC than what there were last week. They are now playing for three days, full days, aren't they, I believe? Where mm -hmm. Every team plays twice. Because I think teams were really annoyed at the fact that 
some teams were only playing one game every week, which I can understand. So now every team's playing two two games, I believe. So mm-hmm. a lot more games, uh, a lot more points. Well, same amount of points, just yeah. So that I think later. yeah. So that's why kind of a thing that we'll we'll probably do throughout the season is maybe go a bit quicker through predictions than we used to. So we used to spend like half the episode on it, and now there's going to be more games every week. So I think. Rather than it just well, we'll being, we'll probably spell hard, spend <laughs> really half spend the episode, half, yeah. <laughs> but just to avoid it becoming the only thing we talk about, basically. Um, <laughs> so yeah, in, on the topic of moving on with predictions, then let's go to uh, singularity against riddle, which is the next one. Um, uh, again, ones that are sort of similar, similar around about level in the tier list. I've got well, we've got singularity above riddle in our tiers, so I've gone for singularity on this one. Uh, we agreed on every single one so far. No, you said Dusty no, to be tricked. Yeah. yeah, I'll go Singularity then. I, I think Singularity... Yeah, yeah. I hope so. It's just for Britain. Do it for <laughs> Britain, Singularity. Do it for Britain, you Danish org. Or I, think, I think they're Danish. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one then, Eminem against Kova. These we actually put in the same tier, so we've got them both C. When I did my predictions was after I'd done like my solo tier list where I had Eminem in D. So I've gone for Kova... Uh, and to be fair, I think even if we're putting them in the same tier, Kova, maybe in the first couple of weeks, might have that edge of of having the synergy um, with the the mostly pre-existing side. So, yeah, um, yeah you're gonna you're gonna back the British no, guys. I'm or? gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna go Eminem. I, I think Air's Air's gonna do well, uh, and I just I, I just kind of hope. I, I think it's more of a hope that I I hope Eminem do better than what they kind of look like in the sense of the other team which has gone through. And I, like I said, I did like a 10-minute monologue on him, so I'm going to vote for Eminem. <laughs> Eminem's, my, Eminem's my new Ents. You know, <laughs> they're going to be top of my predictions, list, I tell you this. Let's see. Let's see how right you are then. Well, it's good. At least if we disagree on a couple of games so we, so that our prediction graphic does, isn't all of the same team. <laughs> uh, so that's always good. What a first week that would have been. <laughs> yeah. So um, next one then, we've got Dusty against Godsend. Um We've got we've got Dusty slightly ahead. I've gone for Dusty um, on this occasion. Yeah, that was basically. I'm going again. Dusty. Two o, two o, Dusty. Come on, come on, Dusty. Do it for me. I see. And then now we've got the biggest disparity in in terms of the tiers: XL against Granite, S plus against D. Do you see a world where where XL don't win it? I um I've gone for XL, obviously. I, I do see a world where XL don't win it. It just means that XL would have to forfeit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, you know, they just don't turn up, you know? Um, or they have like a, a so, Mimus incident where the <laughs> connection goes off or something. So I'm going to go... I'm gonna go for B- BT's internet lets them down. Just well. dust them. Like... <laughs> Let's see. Well, um, yeah, I don't, see a, I don't see a world where XL don't win unless something tragic like that happens. So... I'm going to go XL. Um, and then we go on to the final day where it starts with Nordavind against Tricked. Um, I'm going Nordavind. Tricked. Well, Tricked to the. Yeah, Tricked to one of the teams, obviously, we were saying, like with Vandetto, that they could end up, you know, maybe better than they look on paper. And, and a lot of players that want to be stepping up from what they had last split. But I think Nordavind, yeah, their team they've got right now on paper does look stronger and it does look a really good side. So. I'm going Nordvin, but this is one where I wouldn't be too surprised to see it go the other way, to be fair. No, I I, I, th- I think you're right. Are, are Braj and, M- and Nordvin aren't on the same group, are they? I, remember. Um, I can quickly check. No, they're not. 
Oh, that's because I wanted to see Mummus versus Kerber. That's the wait for playoffs. God damn it. Uh, yeah, definitely in playoffs, hopefully. We'd hope so. Uh, I'm going to go for tricks, though, in this one. Okay. Um, I, I think that there is there is still something to tricks. And I think tricks out of the C tier teams, actually, uh, I'm sorry, out of the B tier teams, probably tricks the one who I would put the highest out of the lot. Uh, like closer to an A tier. Like I said, the only reason why I didn't put them in A tier is because I don't think they have like a couple of stars. They just kind of have one right now in a two. But that could change. And maybe, you know, the same kind of problems could have with Nordvin of what they had last time. They had a strong side last time and it didn't work out for them. So I am going to go for Trit. I don't think that it's going to be a, a whitewash, but it could be a close game, actually. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, then we move on to Riddle against Eminem. Two sides again. We've got in the same one in, in the same <laughs> tier. This one. Uh, I'm going for Riddle because again, when I did my predictions, I had I had Eminem below, but this is one. You know, I think two teams where I, to be fair, quite a lot of unknown quantities at least at least for me, and wouldn't be surprised to be wrong on this one at all. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Riddle. I'm gonna go with Riddle as well. It's a tough one, definitely. It is, yeah. Um, after that, I think a bit of an easier one. We've got Kova against Fnatic. So I'm going Fnatic. I thought you were going Kova then. <laughs> Come on. Well, is that, is that the one you think is the obvious synergy. choice then? Fnatic are brand new players, you know. Kova have got that synergy. All right, I'll put you down for Kova then, yeah? <laughs> no, it's going to be Fnatic. Like, I mean, it could be Kova. Like, genuinely, like, we don't know how Fnatic are going to gel together. You would think that they would gel. If I'm being honest, by looking at the, kind of the style, but like I said, like Maxine Febovin, I do have a little bit of worries on sometimes if mm -hmm. they're going to be able to play together. Um, but they should just off me mechanical skill alone, they should be beating Kova. Yeah, I think so. And then we end with um, Barrage against Singularity, which is a I think another one that could be quite close. Um, we've got a UK org with no UK players against the non-UK org with all the UK players. So I, I don't know who we should be backing really in this in this case. Um, I'm going for Barrage. I had them, well, we both, we got them slightly above in the tier list at least. Um, but yeah, it could be, I think it's a good chance for Singularity to make maybe make a bit of a statement. It's, it's not a completely unwinnable game for them to start with. Um, and especially with a lot of the, a lot of people in the NLC scene that probably doubt a lot of the UK talent. Um, you know, it would be a good chance to shut them up, really, with a, a first win like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's a big, a big chance for Singularity to put, a, sort of, you know, so make you, some sort of statement. Really. You think of, you think of glass half, um, half empty. I think a glass half full. Barrage win, UK org won. Singularity <laughs> win, the UK players win. So, true. Either way, the UK wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go for Barrage. I, I, I think the Barrage actually have like. A, like I think they have a stronger squad than Nordavind. Mm -hmm. like, uh, I think that, for me, they're the third best side. Um, oh, it is close, though, isn't it, actually? Very between close. Nordavind and Barrage. Like, really close. So, um, And I, I, I think that they would need they would need to kind of gain momentum quickly, Barrage, as well. I think there's... How many times have we seen it where we've had these good teams and then they've started off badly and it's just kind of gone? Especially, like we said, despite the seeming like there's more games played, there isn't. So there is... You know, there are still quite a low amount of games which each mm -hmm. team will be playing in total, which means that early starts are so key. It's why Godsend did so well, had that synergy at the beginning. So, you know, I, I would hope that a lot of these teams have kind of pushed that. But what we knew 
from a, a few is that Barrage was one of the few teams which kind of had completed a lot of their team already. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the only, probably the last one would have been Kievo and Sefer, I'm guessing, because of the whole Ent situation. But it seemed like as soon as they were basically free agents, it looked like Barrage snapped them up straight away. So they would have at least had a few weeks, you know, a few a few weeks at least to kind of train and practice. I know that AJ, the performance coach, has been saying that he's actually had uh, an off season, you know, to actually like prepare yeah. these players. So I, I don't think synergy is going to be a bit of an issue for them. So I, I'm going to go Barrage on that. Fair enough. Um, and then, yeah, that's it on the predictions. And I th- think we could maybe start wrapping up. Been a bit over an hour and a half, so we kind of near and about where we where we thought we would be. And for a tier list, we've actually done quite well to not just ramble on for hours and hours. I would say this is the shortest tier. though it might not be, but <laughs> it feels like it recently anyway. Yeah, definitely. Especially when it's just us two. I feel like it's quicker if we have someone else on. Like, mm-hmm. Genuinely. Yeah. Um, I do want to like say a couple things though. Go ahead. Um, so, firstly, thank you to UKEL for for actually hosting us. Now I, we appreciate the fact that you know a, a lot more people can be able to see us and, and speak to us and, and chat. Don't forget to like follow us and stuff like that. See, I'm doing your job a little bit <laughs> at this point. So, um, and also just as the stop, you know, come on, let let's let's <laughs> stop, destroy the the UKLC. I believe he's with Resolve. Yeah, and they've got Resolve a decent team as well. Um, let's see him in the in the NLC again because Soft deserves Soft deserves NLC. It would be interesting actually to know what kind of team he was meant to be on because I think it was him, and I'm pretty sure him and you, sir, from what it kind of looks like the way they've explained how they both um, had an opportunity and it fell through at the last second. So you kind of get the idea. Maybe there was some sort of roster being built, presumably in the NLC, that has then. Um, just not gone ahead and that's why they've they've dropped down to the UKL uh, or well Soft has at least anyway so yeah a bit of a bummer really and would have been interesting to see what kind of team they were on but um, yeah for, for them to drop down if they're on as good a roster as they could have really so so a chance for I think there's there's two isn't there uh, there's I think there's Resolve which has got like the UK one and then I believe in like the in the I think it's like De- either in Denmark or in Nor- uh, or in the Norway uh, there's like a, a Danish roster. I think it's like Absolved, and it's got like Scoot and and Rege and and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like these like two massive like national super rosters. And so it, I hope kind of both of them uh, push the way through. But you know, you talking about UK hope, you know, like Resolve are like very much. I'd hope they do very well. I really do. Yeah, me too. Um, so then with that, I think. We're um, we're pretty much ready to finish up. So, uh, for those that have been watching live, and there's been obviously you know more than we'd usually have, given that we're on the UKL now, um, you can obviously follow the UKL if you don't already. Um, and for those that are watching back later on, you can of course follow um, Ninety Six on Spotify or YouTube wherever you're watching. And our personal Twitters are on the screen too, so you can follow us directly, um, see when when more episodes are coming up. And um, for this time, just before we finish up as well, just a very quick look at the upcoming games for the UKL. So the first week does start um, on the 21st, so in only a few days, starting with Hive against uh, Demise. And then we've got Mythos against Munster Rugby. So there they go, Munster making their first appearance in the UKL um, after kind of the reintroduction, if you like. Uh, then we've got Nerd Rage against uh, Lucendi, and then finishing off with Viperio against London United. And um, which, which game are you most looking forward to, Lee? Come on. I'd say there's, there's a few, few good games in here actually. 
I'd say probably it's Munster really kind of see see what what kind of team they built see how they do and, and see how they start and see if it can kind of go a bit more to plan than it did last time obviously without the uh, without feeling messing it up <laughs> see so for me it's, it's, all, it's all about nerd rage I want to see I want to see the hunger and the fire come back you know, <laughs> they've just just lost out on being on the UKLC you yeah. know let's see what they can do you know are, are, are they going to push on you know and I, I think that'll be very interesting because that must be a demoralizing it only happened yesterday yeah yeah so it's very close timing before you know before these games come in but uh I'm really looking forward to see uh, Nerd Rage. London as well. I think London's another really good side. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. Definitely. Yeah, with that then, uh, thanks for watching, everyone. And we will see you here in the same place, same time next week.